Hey guys, you're listening to the Huh Podcast with Dino and Michelle. I am Pastor Matt, the father from the Father and Son Watch Horror Movies Podcast. I listen to this podcast every week, and you should too. Hey everybody, we're back. This is Dino with Her Podcast, and I have a very special guest. We have Sir Sturdy over here from Horror with Sir Sturdy. How's How you been, man? I'm be- I've been good. I've been good considering the circumstances that, are, that we're living through. But I mean, as far as work goes, just real. I'm not going to you know go too long on it, but real quick, like yeah. I've been at work since March 17th, but. I work for the state, so I'm still getting paid my regular, my regular pay, my regular salary to just stay home. Oh, you're in, you're in my position. I, I work for the state also. So you get and, it. Yep. But uh, yeah, I was working from home from a month for a month, and then they called me in the office, and then of course with government work, I sat there and did much or nothing and got mm-hmm. paid for it, and now I'm finally got my crew back and we're doing, you know, full work now. <laughs> That's awesome. But, yeah, I mean, we're blessed to still be in a position where we're getting paid, you know? I agree 1 million percent with you right there, man. It's just <laughs> it, – I mean, the downfall – like, I don't – I'm not going to – I'm not going to say I don't like my job because I don't mind my job, but it's not something I'm, like, passionate about. You know, Like, this right here, doing a podcast, yeah. that's, like, my passion. If I could do – if this was my 9 to 5, I'd be in heaven. But, yeah. um, excuse me, what I was going to say is, like, I don't miss work, like – I miss being able to go out and say, like, go drink a mask, go to the mall, just going there, stuff like that that you can't do. But as far as work, I don't miss going to work, and we're actually going to be working from home shortly, which I I honestly 100% prefer that. Like, if they gave me the option of, hey, Aaron, even if they said it like this, like, Aaron, look, you can work from home, get paid what you get paid now, or you can work from, you know, go to the office and get paid 50 cents more, I would just work from home. Yeah. I know it's more, which – adds up yes but i feel like i'm saving money because i don't have to put wear and tear on my vehicle i don't have to get gas i don't have to pay for parking like right. that same money would be going would just be staying right here and i can do it from home and like i i guess what they're going to try to do at first again real quick and then we can get to the fun stuff sure or wherever you go with your show <laughs> but uh-huh. they're going to be doing like remote access from our own computers from our home computers until they get enough laptops to hand out to all of us right. laptops <laughs> So, again, I'd 100% prefer that. I feel like if I can do the work from home, why not just do it from home? And, honestly, I feel – I'm not going to say with the state in general, but I do feel a lot of people who do work in an office from their computer, you know, using computers and all that good stuff that don't have to do a lot of customer service, it's like face-to-face customer service. I do feel a lot of businesses would benefit in a sense and save money in a sense, maybe just have, like – I was about building here and there. We got to go to meet up or you meet up somewhere for lunch with your coworkers to have a meeting or whatever, but you save money in the long run. I mean, as far as like, you don't have to pay for an overhead. You don't have to pay that building's electricity. Maybe if it's for smaller businesses type of deal, 
But I mean, something yeah. you're doing, again, something you can do from home from the computer, working 100 percent from your computer, 100 percent from your computer anyway. So I feel, so I feel things like that will change in the near future, and it's not always a bad thing. I mean, it's not. Ter- it's the downfall is, I'll say maybe people with communicate like you don't you don't get that face to face communication, which, right. I mean, I get that, but at the same time, it's just. It's convenient to work from home, man. I mean, like, I haven't started yet, but just think of, like, getting up. Because you, you can do whatever you want when you're working from home. You could be doing your job and have, like, a horror movie on in the background. Because so, mm-hmm. I look at it like you're killing two birds with one stone. Okay, I'm doing my work. And I say, say just using as an example, say, you know, it's Monday. Monday morning, I'm doing my work. Me and Dino, I have a podcast tonight at, like, 6 o'clock. So I can have the movie playing as I'm doing my work. And I'm still knocking my work out, but I'm also knocking this movie out. And later on, do the podcast and boom, and you again all from the same place, right? Which I think would be so cool and convenient. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I don't know. I think a lot of things are going to be changing. Yeah, I mean, my my job, I, I have to be on site, you know. But there's a lot of people I think that be benefiting from work at home telecommunicating stuff and. You yeah. know, in in order for something to change, something's got to change, and there there's definitely a change in the air. There definitely is, and let's hope it's for the better. For yeah, the most let's hope it's for the better. Like, I know people say they can't wait for things to go back to normal. I want things to go back to better than normal, just yeah. because you know, this as a society, everything. Like, let's come out of this pandemic better people. Let's come mm-hmm. out of the pandemic treating each other, treating yourselves better self-care but also treating others better yep and just kind of coming together hopefully that happens and then just see what happens i another thing i do say a lot is what i've been saying for these past few weeks on my my podcast at least when i'm talking to people in interviewing or whatever the case may be is now is a great time for those of you who like myself like you who are deemed 90 central workers and you're at home and you're getting paid this is for you know getting paid or not i'm saying getting paid Now's a good time to work on your craft. Now's a good time to, if you have those home projects that you're telling your wife you're going to do for, six, for the past six years or six months, whatever the case may be, husbands, hop on that now. Get that get that done yeah. so she can stop yelling at you. But then, like, if you're a podcaster like we are or if you're an actor, actress, producer, whatever the case may be, it's where you can do it on your own just for to be a director. If you're someone who wants to be in movies, like, do your own and practice just do little things with your household or maybe a couple friends you feel comfortable with hanging out with do little things around that you know what i mean as far as movie skits if you want to do a podcast now's a great time to start a podcast if you have a podcast that's a great time to get as many episodes you can get out edit everything that you can do on your own from home that you feel like you didn't have enough time to do or that you're iffy on starting now's the time to start it and i'll say for like entertainers podcasters you know people making movies all that together whatever you do i say put that work out even if you just want to put it on YouTube. And I only say that because yes, you're going to get the bad critics. People say, yeah, this is garbage. This sucks, but you're going to see where your growth is. And people are going to see where your growth is from like your very first episode, which I can use myself as an example from my audio podcast. The horror stuff started was audio only when I very, when I first started this and like just this year, just through this pandemic around a little before the pandemic, I started transforming over to video and audio. So I'm looking at it like, <clears throat> excuse me. I'm looking at it like stuff, just stuff like that. And you could see, you could like, again, you could see your growth. I've seen how much I've grown over the past 
two years, two and a half years doing this show. And I've seen how much I've grown in the past few months from doing this show, just from doing the videos and all that. Cause every single, you know, you do it over and over and over. You edit this, you end up editing the same way at first, but then you're like, Oh, you know what? I can do, I, I can do this. I can put this effect in this video. I can put this effect here and kind of switch it up a little bit. And then you get comfortable doing that, which is, there's nothing wrong with that. Cause you're still learning. Right. And eventually you're going to be, you're just, it's self-taught. You got YouTube to teach two things. And it, it's just a great time to do that. And I love what I'm doing though. As far as the podcast goes, I love recording. I love editing. Like I love every single piece of it. I have so much fun doing it. It's time consuming as far as editing goes. Yes. But again, that's a good time to throw on a movie or something, have it playing in the background and just edit away. And when it gets to the part where you have to export, which with video can take a couple hours. Yeah. <laughs> That's where, you just, that's where you go and do something else around the house. That's what I do. Like, I I started, like, this morning, I got up, did what I had to do. I started my edit. I had my, actually, I, had, I started to edit last night, so all that I really had to do was, like, the export part of it, maybe add a couple things. I did that, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to cook dinner early. I'm just going to get it out of the way. I only did the chicken part of it, though. I didn't do a side, like, the rice or whatever. But I was like, let me just get this out of the way now, then I don't have to worry about it later on. And it's... Again, I love I love doing this though. I know you love recording, which is yeah. cool. And fun. Yep. Now, what episode were you? You were on the thing with me, right? Was it that? I was on. Yeah, I was on the thing. It was uh, me, you, and Matt. Yes. Yep. That was the first unanimous ten out of ten on my. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Three yeah, that was definitely fun. Definitely fun. But yeah, I mean, I'm right with you. I mean, I, I, you know, I work 40 hours a week, you know, I'm at the office now, um, but, you know, I've got my schedule where whatever I'm doing, I'm thinking about the podcast. I'm thinking about, you know, well, one, I, I do a lot of driving for work, so I'm listening to podcasts all the time. Yes. And then I'm picking up things that they do, ideas that they do, you know, I reach out and talk with people. I'm not. I don't steal anything from anybody. I talked to him first, no. <laughs> but, um, but you know, life is about being inspired by things, you know? And I, I love coming home and working on it. If I'm watching a TV show or a movie, I'm thinking about, okay, yeah, we can talk about this. Fortunately, my, my co-host is my wife most of the time. And we're always talking about TV shows or movies or I've got the three young ones that I'm introducing, you know, movies to, you know, horror movies and because and, that's our focus. And, you know, what you, were, what you were talking about before about getting out of this being better. Anyone that's listened to us any amount of time, they know that's our, that's our motto. Be decent to each other. Yes. You know, if I disagree with you, whether it be politically or whatever, that's fine. We're allowed to disagree. But let me understand your point so I know what I'm disagreeing about. Mm -hmm. And maybe we don't disagree as much as we think we do. I, I agree with you on that. And, like, as far as the politic crap goes, I just feel... Oh, I don't even know what to say about that. <laughs> I, I it's it's one of those things where it's like, am I going to stay on this too long? Because I don't like it at all. Right. See, and that's the thing. I'm not a party. I'm a person that yeah. has thoughts and ideas, and there's no party that te that tells me exactly what I'm thinking. Mm -hmm. So to 
talk about somebody who is a Democrat or a Republican or it's foolishness. It's boxing someone in for for no reason because chances, like I said, I don't agree with myself a hundred percent of the time, let alone a damn political party. So yeah. let's let's stop talking about the party and talk about you as a person, me as a person, an idea, and this and this. You know? So but like you said, if it's we gotta communicate. Communicate that's, in order to get along. And, and that's, not, that's that's the tough part. Sorry to cut you off. No, you're good. That's the tough part with a lot of people who are really into politics and stuff. What I've noticed is like I've never I'm a, I don't want to say never, but more than not, I see conversations on social media discussing politics, and it goes from I'm not even gonna name any politicians' names, but say yep. blah blah blah, Democratic, blah 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 blah, name calling right after. Like then the next thing is Snowflake, Libtard, whatever, right. whatever, all that. And I'm just like, that's not debating. That's just that's ch- that's how kids argue. That's that's being children right there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Children, they get into a little discussion. They get into a little argument about something, a video game. It's like, oh, you're stupid. You're corny. You suck, blah, 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 blah. And that's pretty much <laughs> what adults are doing. Yeah. They're yep. just making, but they're, and then they're trying to justify it, which I don't get. I'm like, how are you, you're not really pushing me towards being this or this by the way you guys talk to each other and treat each other. It doesn't make sense. Right. And last thing I'll say about the whole political politics thing is I don't even think there should be any parties at all. I could be wrong with this, but I feel it should be. I, I I said tournament style like sports, for example, like the, you know you have the Sweet Sixteen or the right. NBA. Not sorry, college college basketball March Madness. Mm-hmm. So like sixty four teams. You don't have to start up with that many politicians, but anyway, you start with X amount of people. They give their debates without bashing each other. They tell us what they're gonna. But they the thing is, they're what they're it's what they're gonna do for this country. What they're gonna be doing for us. Right. Now, what they're gonna be doing for you know this part of the, this this group right here, the rich group. Or the group that's at the bottom of the group that says, no, what are you gonna do for everybody? How are you gonna help everybody? Yeah. That's what we should be that's what we should be voting on. It's stupid you have two parties. That's my one thing I'll say. And going on to this real quick. And then I feel as far as like the Senate and all those seats, the president and all those seats, anything and politics, I feel I I think the youngest age is thirty five and and up. I think it should go from thirty five to maybe uh fifty five. Honestly, and I, I only say that, and that's not ageism. I only say that because I think about retirement age. Like, people want to retire when they're 65, between 65 and 70. And I feel you need fresh you need fresh and young ideas because these, these young minds are a lot more accepting than these old minds are. You have these same older white politicians in the same seats for years and years and years and years. Not just the president, but I mean, like, in the right. Senate, The whole all, establishment, yeah. And there needs to be more diversity and just younger people in there that know what they're talking about, know what they're doing, though. Not just somebody young just because they're young, but no. They have to know what they're doing. They have to know their stuff, yes. But it should be from, like, 35 to maybe, maybe 60 at the oldest. But I don't feel anybody should be able to run for president at 60 years old going for eight years because, again, that you're older. You're, things just change. I understand you have more experience, but, again, you have people in there that are still from – as far as like right now that are still from like the fifties and you know, maybe sixties, you know, back in the days, which they still have that same mindset and you need to erase that mindset. It's, you need something fresh, something new, something where people are more accepting of others, everything more diverse. And I feel like it'll run this country a whole lot better in the long run. And people will get along a whole lot better in the long run because it'll be leading by example. Like right now what we have in office to me is a joke, but 
I don't really want to get too deep into that because one, here's another thing. I'm I'm man enough to admit. I'm adult enough to admit. I don't know crap about politics. Ninety nine point nine percent of people that argue and cry about politics and lose friendships and lose family know nothing about politics. You know what you right. see, know what you hear. You don't. Nobody does their research like they should. You go to the first Google source, or you go, you go to the source that I'll say puts out the positives about that poli- about that side you believe in, as far as Republican or Democrat. Mm-hmm. So you go to that whatever's going to put out the best for them. That's what you go to for your. Oh well, they said this, so this has to be true. Or they said this, well, this has to be true. And then you have your politician come out and say something stupid and crazy, and you're, oh well, what he really meant? No, that he meant what he said, and that's it. But I mean, there's. I say horror is just better than all that crap anyway. Right. <laughs> really <laughs> more entertaining. And I feel like yeah. the horror community, for the most part, is more caring and just they care about each other more. They enjoy each other's company more. They get along with each other more than this whole political nonsense. Right. Now, yeah, you're right. And as far as, like, the podcast community, you know, yeah. like, like I said, you're – yeah, one of a handful of podcasts I've had on here that I've wanted to have on here. Um, and they've been all horror. They've been comic books and stuff yeah. also. You know, anything genre related. But the community is is so cool and giving. And like with horror... You know, the content itself sometimes can be very hard to stomach, you know, some of the stuff out there. But the fans, and that's why we're doing this, because we're fans, are some of the most open and accepting people that you'll ever find with that, you know. And the genre allows for that with conventions and film festivals and stuff. Like, I don't see a romantic comedy convention. Yeah. Good point. I don't see a, you know, I mean, there are, you know, film festivals that cover, you know, everything. But as far as the community wanting to get together and even friendly debate horror stuff, you know, because some of them are fun. And there are some people that just take, I mean, like everywhere, they take it a little too seriously, too. But it's fun and it's movies. You know, you have your Freddy vs. Jason, you know, sides, you know. You you have your, you know, fan zombie versus running zombie debates, you know, stuff like that. But all in all, everyone wants to kind of hang out and give each other a hug, you know? I agree with that. And that, that one thing I do love about the horror community and horror in general is, like, I'll give you an example. Actually, I went to a, um, a con this past October called Scarecon. Mm-hmm. And like me and my brother were on about, we we're on a bunch of panels. And there was one panel we were supposed to do. I don't remember what it was called. Maybe it was like movies, horror movies from the 2000s or something, something like that. <clears throat> and nobody came to the panel. It was, well, we, well, we got in there. There was, I oh, know, sorry, two people came to the panel. Only two people came to the panel. And me and him were talking. I was like, you know, I ran back to run to the bathroom or something. I had to go do something. I came back and my brother was just sitting down with these two people and just talking with them. And these two people happened to be a part of the LB and there's a reason I'm saying the LGBTQ community and whatever. I'm not trying to be funny or disrespectful, whatever other letters or 
abbreviated <laughs> added on to that. But they're part of that community. And I came back in the room. My brothers were standing there. They were just talking. So I pulled up. A, they were sitting down. So I pulled up a chair. My brother pulled up a chair. We just sat down and talked. And for that whole time that we were supposed to be doing a panel, we just had a fun conversation. It was about horror. It was about all, just all kinds of stuff. It started with horror and then just like jumped all over the place about acceptance and everything like that. Right. Us, them being the LGBTQ community, us being two black males. So we get it. And it just, but it, became, it was like a real good conversation. And at the end of the thing, they thank. They were just like. We really pr- thank you so much. We really appreciate you guys for sitting here, taking the time just to sit and talk with us, even though the panel was they're like done. And we're just like, thank you for sitting there. Like, no, thank you guys for sitting with us because you could have went up and just did whatever, and you didn't. You sat with us, and we had a great general, general, genuine conversation. Sorry, and that right there was just like so eye opening and powerful because it just shows you right there, the horror community does not discriminate or care who you are, what you believe in. Like you come in, you come in as we all just come in there as people, whatever you are, whatever your orientation, sexual orientation is, your race, gender, all that stuff. Your religion is just like, it's like, it's just sat outside the door, so to speak. Like, yeah, you can see your this, that, everything you could see, whatever, but it's like sat outside the door. Everybody, we're just coming in here as horror fans and people and we're going to leave the same way. Yes. But it's like, then you pick that stuff back up, not necessarily to start an argument. Then it's like, okay, you know what? Let me pick this up. Let me let me just bring this home with me. But it was just so cool and so rewarding. And then just seeing how the community, how everybody gets along at these conventions. Like, I've been to Comic-Cons. I've been to horror conventions. I've had great times at both. I feel with Comic-Cons, people are, I'm not going to say everybody, but I feel like Comic-Cons, it's like the husband's into it. The, it's either the husband or the wife. Sometimes the whole family, of course. But it's either the husband or the wife or the kids are into it and then, the other person or people are there just for support of, you know, their spouse or their children. And I feel with a horror convention, everybody that's there, including the children, are horror fans in one way or another. Right. And that's just, It's just a different, like, they're both welcoming, but it's a way different energy when you go to these two, when you go to the two. I know, I, I know I'm in the horror way more, so maybe that's why I'm looking at it like that as well. But I do, I just really feel that with the horror ones, everybody that goes to these conventions really wants to be there. Like, hey, I'm coming here because I enjoy this. And this is just my thing. And I love this genre. And as you were saying before, like with the horror movie debates, I think it's fun because like, it's fun in a sense of the debating there, even because you don't really get into name calling. You might say like, how the hell can you watch this movie type of deal? Or how can you like this movie type of deal? But it's, it's out of respect. Mm -hmm. It's not out of like, you're real dumb for liking this movie. How can you like this? I would never, you know, there, you do have your people here and there that are like that. But for the most part, it's just like, you know, it's, it's, it's more fun. And one fun, one thing I have, I have a question for you actually. Yeah. Because I've come across a lot of horror fans and they all agree with this. If somebody comes up to you like, Hey, Dino, I seen this horror movie. It's one of the worst horror movies I've ever seen in my life. Does this light switch go on your head? Like I got to see this movie. Oh yeah, absolutely. And that's so funny with this genre of movies because it's yes. like, there's no other genre that works like that. Like if somebody says, Hey, Dino, there's an action movie or a Marvel movie it was terrible. You're like, eh, if I see it, I see it. If I don't, I don't. Or a comedy movie, it wasn't that funny. You're not going to want to see it. But a horror movie, that just like, I, I don't know why we do it to ourselves. I think I think it's one of those things where it's like, can it really be that bad? Yeah. And sometimes it is. Sometimes it's worse than that. And sometimes you're just like, this movie was great. And then on the other side, which I'm trying to get better at of actually watching these movies sooner, is when some, when the, the bees, you know, the, uh, what is the word I'm looking for? 
on Facebook, social media, how it goes. And people go crazy. Like, this movie's the best horror movie I've ever seen. Scary yeah. movie I've ever seen. I'm the hype train, yeah. Thank you. The hype train. I'm never on that hype train. I'm never on that bandwagon. Like, I'll watch it later on. And if I, I'm like, oh, it's okay or whatever. But I want to, I don't want to necessarily be on the bandwagon, but I want to start watching those movies when people are talking about them more. Like, mm-hmm. for example, Train, for Bu- Train to Busan. I just recently watched that like this past December. And I was like a year, <laughs> a year, year and a half late. My brother yeah. kept telling me, my friends kept telling me, just watch it, watch it, watch it. And my biggest thing was subtitles, right? <clears throat> Which yeah. I'm, I'm dropping my whole subtitles beef. I love to read, don't get me wrong, but I just didn't want, I kept my excuses. I don't want to read while I'm watching a movie, but the movie was amazing. I'm with you too, because to me, I'm very laser focused on mm-hmm. things and I can't multitask. So if I'm reading the bottom, I am not paying attention to what's going on in the middle. With this so, movie, have you seen Train to Busan? Yeah. Yeah. But with that, I don't know if you agree with me or not. With that movie, though, subtitles are not. You follow the story well, just like watching the picture, mm-hmm. which I thought, because like just the emotion and everything that went on. Yeah, it's a zombie movie. It's more than that, though. But I'm saying like with everything that went on, it was easy to kind of follow along versus like if something just a bunch, you know, the fast subtitles and just a bunch of craziness going on. You don't know what's going on. But this like the subtitles are perfect. So it's easy to read. I'm just like, you know what? I need to start watching a lot more foreign horror because I keep hearing how amazing they are, and I'm just, I'm hurting myself by not watching them. Yeah. Yeah, I just caught a couple of weeks ago, finally got around to, to seeing uh, One Cut of the Dead okay, on Shudder. That's on Shudder? Um, if I'm going to describe it to you, I'm, it's a little misleading. It is about making a zombie movie mm-hmm. and zombies attack while they're filming a zombie movie. But that is only the first 25, 30 minutes of the movie. <laughs> and the whole first sequence, which is the first third of the film, is literally one cut. Oh. And I think they... They ran it, practiced it a few times, and I think it took them six times. But they actually did it. There's no hidden cuts, no anything. It's all one cut for like a half hour. Wow. And then the movie flips on you, and then there's a big reveal at the end, which is great. I I love the movie. But, yeah. See, I got to start using Shudder more because I I rarely use that app. And I've had it for... Maybe a year now here, and I don't even remember. But oh, there's a lot on there now. There's a oh, lot yeah, there's of good stuff like, on there. I need to just binge on it one of these days. Just watch mm-hmm. some movies, watch some shows, whatever the case may be. And I just I don't know. And I, I do love the app too. I do enjoy it. It's just I just don't use. I don't know why. I don't, like I use Prime more, and I use Tubi a lot. Tubi's great, a great mm-hmm. great app. Do you use Tubi? Yeah. <clears throat> I do. The only thing with Tubi is sometimes there are the weirdest like commercial breaks. Oh yeah. In the middle. And I'm like, why would you choose right there? <laughs> like in the middle of a sentence, they like go to something about Pravlosek or something. Yeah. But it's like what? But yeah. And yeah, I man, I have them all. I've got, I've got the Prime. I've got the Hulu. I've got Tubi, Shutter, Disney. Yeah. If it. If it's a streaming app, we've got it. 
I but, have a movie recommendation for you before I forget. What's that? I have a movie recommendation for you. It's called Abigail Haunting, and it's on Amazon Prime. Okay. I just watched it yesterday, actually, with my wife, because I had someone from the movie. Her name is Chelsea. Her real name is Chelsea. From her, I had interviewed her yesterday, so I watched the movie with my wife. Excellent movie. Really okay. good. Fun watch. I think you would enjoy it, and it's just one of those movies. I would say just sit back, definitely sit back and watch it. If your wife is in the horror, I would say watch it with your wife. Yeah, she is definitely. And it's it's a really good movie though. I re- like I said, I really really enjoyed it. Fun watch, and yeah, I think I think you would enjoy that movie. Okay, Abigail Haunting. Yeah. Now, so you've been you've been podcasting for how long now? Um. This past January is two years, so about two and a half years now. Okay, so I didn't catch you. You haven't been going that long before I got you. No. How long have you been podcasting for? Um, officially, the, this show here has been going uh, a little over a year and a half. Okay. I had, I had started one with my buddy, and we did two episodes. We did uh, a look at Friday the 13th, part one through six, and we sat and talked about those, and then we did one on Jaws, mm-hmm. where we, we released half of it. It was like a four-hour long talk. We re- released half of it, covering Jaws one and two, and then the other two films we haven't released it yet. We recorded that almost two years ago and we're still sitting on it. Um, <laughs> just because we've lagged on it. But I want to get that and get that edited. And Yeah. But, and then uh, we kind of had a change where my partner um, wasn't able to continue. That was the A What? podcast. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, my wife picked up and said, hey, I want to do this with you, and we'll talk about introducing the kids in the horror, and then we introduce our faith in there, too. And then we had a lot of people coming to us going, well, you're Christians. You watch horror? And then we had people coming to us and go, you watch horror? You're Christians? So we decided to kind of use it as a platform to explain how we reconcile being Christians that watch horror and allow our children to watch horror. Because I have this theory that horror itself is the only genre that makes a clear distinction between good and evil. Good. That's really a good, um, that's true. So really, really true. If you really think about it, like, yeah. yeah, you're right. You got a point there with that. And I mean, as far as that goes, like, I have my beliefs as far as religion goes. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I do think it's kind of dumb how people be like, you're Christian or you're this. You do this. It's like, I am still human. Yeah, yeah you're exactly. Christ- you're Christian. You eat you eat cheeseburgers? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, don't you? <laughs> yeah. Like, I, 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 I get it because I feel people have this perception of people who are very, who are religious, no matter how religious you are, or if you, even if you just believe in God and Jesus and that, right. they have this perception like 
you have to be this certain way. Like, oh, they're going to be this way. You can't do this around them because they're Christians. You can't say this around them because they're Christians. Or, but it's like, no, it's not. We're still human. They're still human. Everybody's still human. Act how you're going to act. Exactly. Now, there's certain things you shouldn't do or shouldn't say around certain people. That doesn't mean, not because of the religion. But, but I mean, here's an example. You're showing with your guy friends. You're watching some fights. You're having a couple beers. You're gonna have some crazy conversations and crazy scenarios that you yeah. won't you won't have those same conversations with your wife or with your wife around out of respect. Yep. Same thing with women. They have their same type of conversations. Uh, I don't know what to compare the UFC, Grace Anatomy. I guess I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what it is for them. But you know, like one of their type of shows, one of the reality shows, like the Kardashians, mm-hmm. something like that. Yep. They're sipping wine and talking junk and having their female conversations that they wouldn't have around us. It's just out of respect. And I feel, where was I going with this? Oh, cause with the whole Christians thing. Christian thing and yeah. I feel like there's, again, there's certain conversations you won't have around certain people for whatever, out of respect. Again, say, say you are someone who's very, very religious and you're like, Hey, can you please not talk like this around me? Just because, you know, that's yeah. just religious or not even. It's religious right. or not. And that's just being decent, being polite, you know. Yeah, being decent, around being... It. Right. It's context. The right thing at the wrong time is the wrong thing. I mean, yes. and that's it. And I mean, going on that, and um, I've got two podcasts that I listen to uh, quite regularly. Uh, one gentleman is a, is a, I consider him a good friend of mine now. Um, but the father and son watch horror movies. I mentioned before. Uh, the father, uh, pastor, he's a pastor, Pastor Matt Rollins. He is a teaching pastor at this church. Mm-hmm. But while he's preaching, he'll wear a Friday the 13th shirt. Oh. Or, and he'll bring up the exorcist during sermon illustrations. And, you know, and his podcast isn't faith-based, mm-hmm. per se. You know, he makes no bones about it. But... He's a horror fan. He's a pastor. Um, he he sees no problem, you know, between the two. Neither do I. No. This is my ringer, by the way. Nice. Yeah. Thirteenth. <laughs> but um, another one is called the Fear of God mm-hmm. podcast, and both hosts are pastors, and they look at horror movies. They're horror fans, but they take those movies and they break them down and glean a Christian message from them. You know, so Christianity, faith in general, and being a horror fan are in no way mutually exclusive. You know, so, but, so... And I, I, this is one of the things that I kind of got from you, is your appreciation for the indie film, the the micro budget indie films. I know that you have interviews with creators and and actors and actresses and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And um, you know, you, uh, I, I've also had uh, Sam Mason on, you know, show and and talk with him. You know, after hearing about his film on your on your show. Mm-hmm. So that's why I said, but you know, there, there's an inspiration there on that, um, and that's the great thing about Prime. 
is they have these movies on here that you would never in a million years say. Oh, you're right. You're right. I'd say Prime and Tubi, too, because there's some of those yeah. movies that are indies are on Tubi as well, as well as other horror gems. But, yeah, with, with the indie scene, what it is is just, like, I've had plenty of people on here, plenty of, plenty of awesome, awesome people on here and I, on my show. And I just – what it is is it's, like, I feel it's cool because it's someone like me or you that wants to be in a horror movie that isn't a horror movie. It's an indie horror movie, but still a horror movie. And – just you know, having a director, producer, whatever the case may be, they're all we're all creators in our own ways. Yes, we're podcasters. We're so creators. Right. I like getting. I love using my platform to help them promote, as well as it helps me. And I mean, it helps us both. If you look at it, like, hey, I was on this horror research thirty podcast. Go check out this episode, and the fans of them will check out this episode that they're on. Oh, you know what? Let me check out more episodes of this podcast. And what that does is they check out more other episodes, whether it be my movie reviews or other interviews, and say it is other interviews. Oh, let me go check out their work. Or it's other, you know, say movie reviews. Hey, let me go check out this movie. Or when I have other podcasters on, let me go check out this other podcast. Like, I like I like to make it so, it's like a network. Like, I like to use my platform as, like, a networking platform as well as, enter- like, entertainment first, networking second. Right. But still, like, I just... And I have fun with every single part of it. Like I have fun connecting with other people. I have fun doing the show. I have fun doing the the YouTube videos I do as well. And like, I love to entertain. I think that's what it's coming down to. What I'm starting to figure out more and more. Like, I love to entertain. And I love to educate. Which I'm starting to. That's the part I'm starting to figure out even more about myself. I do enjoy educating as far as. Not on every single episode, I'll say, but there'll be episodes on my show where we'll be talking, we'll be reviewing a movie and then just discussing stuff and discussing like networking and connecting and a gem will come out as far as like, you know, it's cool to help people. It's good to help people out or whatever the case may be, depending on the person's background. Right. You know what I mean? Like say mental, mental illness. Yesterday, the person I had on was discussing mental illness that she deals with. And I was just like... I told her I understood it. I deal with it. You know, everybody, I feel like everybody's family deals with it in one way or another, but it's becoming, mm-hmm. more, it's com- becoming more open, which I think is a beautiful thing. And like the young lady I had on yesterday, that makes me sound so old. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, she's, she's only 21 and she's realizing this now, like just her speaking is helping other people. Right. Like speaking about it's helping others because there's gonna. I told her I said there's gonna be younger. I said there's gonna be young, young women, males and females. I said more female that are gonna be looking up to to you because it's like, and not not just with mental illness, but just in general because it's like how do I fit in? Like where's my place in society? And I feel like it's more to an extent when you do have a mental disability. And I feel like uh, it it just helps because like if you have one or not you're still a normal person. I don't care what people say. You're still a normal person, but you have one or not. People kind of listen to you and they're like, okay, this is how they dealt with this. This can help me. Like, even if they don't, even if they're not trying to be an actor, actress, whatever the case may be, but just in life in general, it's like, okay, this is how I can live with myself. This is how I can do this for me and go on in society and be comfortable and comfortable in society being me and not being shy about it. Cause as you know, as well as I do, I'll say 10 years ago, as far as mental illness goes, as far, if you didn't have it in your inter- intermediate family, you didn't know about it. Right. And, like, it's one of those things you can't just look at somebody and say, 
you know, you, you can't look at somebody and say, okay, they're not mentally healthy. You don't know. Mm-hmm. You can, you, you can't even tell by people's actions, so to speak. Like, you might think so because if a certain acts, if a person acts a certain way, like irrational during certain situations that they shouldn't be irrational for, but it's still, you can't really tell until someone sits down and tells you, like, hey, look, I have, this is my issue, blah blah blah. And then you got to just accept it. Like, that's something I think you 100% have to accept and just kind of, you learn, you live with, like, the person dealing with it, they learn to live with it. You have to accept it and help with it as far as making them feel comfortable. You should never, you should never make somebody feel uncomfortable in any situation, but I'm saying as far as, you know, the mental health, make them feel comfortable about it. And one thing that I'm really, really, really enjoying about, say, in the past two years, two to three years is it's becoming more open. Like people are being, like, listen, I have a mental disability. He has a mental disability. She has a mental disability. And so I'm not speaking to me, but I'm just saying in general right. to the point to where it's just, it's more accepting how it should have been years ago. But again, years ago, there's just stuff like that. You just, people not, I won't say slip it under the rug. Like it wasn't important, but you just kind of kept it hush, hush. Like it was like a big family secret that so-and-so had, was sick. It always be someone sick. Like they have a mental illness whatever the case may be, and only a few people know about it. And I think it's kind of, it's unfair in a sense, because it's like, if this person's out and about, and the person that they're hanging out with doesn't know about this, they're not going to know what to do in that situation or how to calm them down. If it's a situation where they need to be calmed down or whatever, you know who to call, whatever the case may be. And it's just like, it, sh- it should be more accepted. It should be more open. And it's getting there to that point. And I think that's a beautiful thing. Yep. And I mean, it's no different. Everybody has some sort of issue, I'll say. Why there be some are just more. Um, I can't even think of what the word to say. Some are just more. I don't want to say out there. Some are just some need more help than others, as far as I can. Right. Yeah. Some need more. You know, whatever. However, they need help. They should get that help. And again, like I said, it should be more accepting. As far as like, and turning back to horror. Horror, we accept any type of horror movie, good or bad, we'll watch it at the very, at the very least we to watch and give it that chance. And we need to do the same with people. I mean, if it's a bad person, it's a bad person, whatever the case may be. But you got yeah. we got to start giving people a chance. I'm not saying give yeah. them millions of chances, but and kind of be more accepting and understanding of yeah. a fellow yeah. person. Once again, it comes back down to have the conversation, you know, and... You know, in order to have a clear judgment on something, you need to understand it, mm-hmm. or else you do, you know you, there's plenty of ignorance in the world. There's, there's, we don't need more. Let's let's clear that crap up a little bit here. <laughs> yes, we definitely don't need any. We have more than enough. No, we've got way more. Yeah, I mean, with Prime, once again, there's a treasure trove of just films, good films. Mm-hmm. Cheap, good films, cheap. Bad. Um, what is your? I mean, yeah, I know you're a big slasher fan. Oh yeah. Uh, is that your preferred subgenre? Yes, slasher is actually my favorite subgenre, and that's more so because just growing up as a kid, like that's the main ones I got my hands on. That's the main one I see. Main ones I've seen. Jason is my favorite slasher of all time. Art the Clown is now my second favorite. Okay. Just from the Terrifier movie, and then from talking to David as a person type of person, he's an awesome person. But just just taking the personal side away, I liked his skills. I think it's awesome, and it kind of reminds me of like the '80s slashers, the Terrifier movie, and kind of just brings me back to that. So 
Yeah, but slash is definitely my favorite genre, subgenre. Sorry, but I'm opening up more to um like the paranormal stuff and like the um the ones that mess with your mind. Okay. Yeah. I can't think what you call them at the top of my head, but and I I mean I enjoy zombie flicks. I enjoy the animal like Jaws and stuff like that. I need to watch more though. Like I need to watch more zombie flicks. I need to watch more animal horror. <clears throat> but yeah, I'm like I I'm I'm at the point because of this pod because of my show my podcast it opened me up to a lot more movies and it made me appreciate and love all those type of not necessarily every single horror movie I've seen of course not but it made me love those other subgenres you know to the point where I'm just like I gotta watch this like there's times where I'll say before my show even when I first started my show. Some movies I would skip just because I'm like, eh, I, do I want to watch this? Like, a slasher I can turn on at any time and just be entertained. Right. But now <laughs> I'm getting to the point where horror in general, I'm very entertained. And I, I mean, I'm even at the point now where I'm looking at movies for more of a story type. Like, I look at Candyman as more of, you can kind of say it's a slasher and you can kind of put it with the paranormal type of thing. Yeah. But it has a great story. Like, if you watch it, oh, yeah. when it has a beautiful story. I mean, it's a sad story, but it has a really good story. Mm-hmm. And I'm gra- I gravitate to that movie more for the story than the kills and everything. Don't get me wrong. The kills are cool and all that stuff. But I gravitate more towards the story for it. If that movie didn't have the type of story it has, that movie wouldn't be as good as it is. Right. I feel like that, movie's a, that movie, <clears throat> I got to go back and watch it again, of course. But that movie is a real gem. If you really think about it and you really watch it for the story, it's a, it's a real gem. Oh, it is because there's only, what, what is it, like three kills in the whole movie? Three I mean, minutes. there's really not a lot of kills in there. So you need something to carry that film or else it is going to be a slog. And fortunately, Tony Todd is the very person to do it. Yeah. You know, there's no denying that at all. That's, that's, I would love to meet him get his autograph. Yeah, yeah. That's definitely my bucket list. But, so what, what's your favorite sub, sub-genre of horror? My, my favorite is Slasher. Once again, that's something I grew up on. I, I, I've seen every Friday the 13th in the order they came out. You know, I'm that old. Um, you know... I saw one and two on HBO during a like double feature night or something. And then I remember when three came out. I remember when all the other ones came out, you know, and mm-hmm. saw them on video respectively when they dropped on VHS. Mm-hmm. You know, Slasher, Slasher is definitely the one that I am learning to appreciate a lot more is the found footage. Okay. Because it took me a long time to get with it. I, growing up, I accidentally saw a cannibal Holocaust way too young. And I said, yeah, I'm not, I'm done with that. I'm not doing that. <laughs> but then, um, when Blair Witch came out, I'm like, okay, you know, they're telling me this is the scariest movie. You know, since the exorcist, the hype train thing. I saw it in the theater, walked out completely pissed off. I'm like, this film is horrible. It sucks, blah, 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 blah. (laughs) And then it took me a long time to, you know, I sat back and and then Paranormal Activity came out. Mm -hmm. 
I mean, because of course they were video, they were copies of you know, you know, knockoffs of Blair Witch on video and stuff. But the next found footage, quote unquote, film that really hit the theater was Paranormal Activity. So I'm like, all right, let me let's go see this crap. You know, I'm willing to give it a shot. Because I did watch Blair Witch 2, which was not a found footage film, but I actually liked that one. I liked that one better than the first one. Really? Uh, yeah, I'm in a minority. I understand that. No, I've, I've, listen to this. <laughs> I've <laughs> never watched any Blair Witch movies, and I'm going to. I need to. I feel like I need to. I wish I would have watched them, like the original, especially when it first came out, because it's not going to have the same effect for me. Right. Well, especially then, because there were people that, you know, the hype train was so thick, people thought this crap was real. Exactly. You know? And I respect it. Don't get me wrong. I may hate the movie, but I respect the hell out of it for what it did. It was genius marketing. I can't can't knock that at all. So, (laughs) let me be clear there. But with Paranormal Activity, I'm like, okay, we're going to have a ghost. And then the movie shocked the crap out of me. And I loved it. And I'm like, wow, okay. And then the second one came out, and I saw that on video, and I really liked it. By the third one, I was getting kind of tired on it. Yeah. Because it's like, okay, we've got the same family thing going on here. You're going to tell me everyone in this family just happens to videotape everything that goes on (laughs) you know and that's my thing is if you're doing a found footage film you better answer some questions for me Mm -hmm. one how did this get compiled explain this to me you know explain it to me in full because don't give me oh this is a compilation of police tapes and yeah. then they happen to put them all in order and add a soundtrack to it? No, that is not a compilation of police tapes. Because the last time I checked, the police don't add a score to their evidence. So explain that to me. Why is there music? Mm-hmm. If you're driving and you got the car, you know, if the soundtrack comes organically, okay, you know, you're making a movie. And you've got your buddy who has a band, and you're going to put their song in your film? Yeah, make it fit. Yeah, yeah. put it in the radio. You know, put it on the radio. You put it in a CD or what? I'm good with that. I'm okay with that. But don't just throw it in because, it, you know, it was your buddy who you owed a favor to. So there's a few that I really like. Mm-hmm. You know, and those are the ones that keep me going back for the found footage. You know, the paranormal activity up until three, I like. After that, they got a little silly for me. Um, there's one on Prime, Butterfly Kisses. Very good movie. Is it? it? Yeah, I it it answered all those questions for me. It convinced me of what it was trying to do. I'm like, okay, all right. Uh, Found footage is a movie. Found footage, 3D. Mm. Okay, you convinced me. I'm okay with this, you know? So 
there were some that, and I'm learning to appreciate it and not be so cynical on it. That's that's the tough part, though, man. Like, I mean, I've gotten so much better with it, but it's just like mm-hmm. I've gotten actually I've gotten a whole lot better with that. Yep. But it's just like I feel just slasher. I you know what it is? it's slashers and shark movies for some reason that just yeah. grab yep. my attention. And I've watched some bad, bad, horrible shark movies, but I finished them. I, why? Mm-hmm. Again, I'm a horror fan. We we do these kind of things. <laughs> we do, <laughs> we do. <laughs> and it's just like. You know what? You know what the thing is though is like when I'm, for example, when I'm watching these shark movies. When I first started watching shark movies, besides Jaws, of course, because that's just great. No, no yeah. movie they're gonna touch it. I was comparing them to Jaws as I'm watching them, and I'm just like, this movie's yeah. so bad. And but you can't. Yeah. After that, I was like, you know what? I gotta watch this movie as what this movie's not Jaws. It's not compared to Jaws. It's nothing. Just watch the movie and enjoy it. Yeah. <clears throat> and uh, again, I've watched a, a bunch of them. I watched some horrible ones. And then I watch some ones that are just, but they're they're always at least fun and entertaining. Even the cheesy ones are fun and entertaining at the very least. Yeah. And I feel like my biggest disappointment with most of them is the way the shark looks. Like it looks mm-hmm. too CGI. It looks too cheesy and just. Yeah. It's like all right, it 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 almost makes you cringe, but at the same time you're like, I gotta, I got, I gotta watch, I gotta, fin- I have to finish this freaking movie. Yeah. <clears throat> and another thing with horror in general like or the bad horror movie is it's one of those things where you're watching the movie and say I know you said this is going to be audio so people can't see what I'm doing but it starts out like going just like you know real low like at the bottom you're hoping that the movie increases at some point and it either goes stays going right across or it goes down here and there it will go up for a moment and maybe go up for the whole movie and then it's just it's like a wave it just goes all over the place Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's just like, come on, please, you just please, please end good. At least have a cool ending. And then yeah. you get those endings, and you're just like, come on. I watched yep. an hour, an hour and a half of this movie for you to end it like this. Really, mm-hmm. people, come, <laughs> come on. Yeah, you, yeah, you could be horrible, but try to stick the landing a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> and like. I like you know what though I do appreciate and I do love the movies that are bad and they know they're bad and they're just like they're playing it to that like you can tell they're playing it to that like a movie like one of my favorite you've heard me talk about this movie so many times I love this freaking movie Thanks Killing yeah yep. <clears throat> it's one of those movies it's so bad it's good in my opinion like that, that's my favorite horror comedy I love that movie yep. and it's in like my holiday collection to watch in November for Thanksgiving, around Thanksgiving, because I just enjoy that movie so much. But it's just one of those things where it's cheesy. They knew what they were doing with it. And it, to me, it worked. My wife won't watch. She does not like horror comedies, so she will not watch it. But for me, they did. But, you know, they knew what they're supposed to do with that movie. Those type of movies I love. And then, like, then there's other movies where it's just, it's like, what were you guys thinking? I understand the budget was small, but it's like, try not to do so much scenes with like a killer or whatever the case may be tell more of a story and people you gravitate people who can tell more of a story i'll and tell you what though what i'm glad you brought up thanks killing because here's why you know you say he knew what he was doing absolutely he did and here's why go to go on shutter again and look at the movie head um headhunter headhunter okay same guy made it. Really? 
you will not believe the movie he created. It is a, pretty much a single set piece film. Uh, one character in the whole movie. Just an amazing film on a micro budget. I, you know what? This guy took n- nothing and made this awesome, serious horror movie. He, he, knows, he knows what he's doing every time. <laughs> and you said he did Thanksgiving? Yep. I need to get in contact with that gentleman because you, I, I mean, if you listen to my podcast, you know how much I love that movie. I want to talk to this guy. I want to get, I want to interview him. Yeah. But I'm going to check that out. He said Headhunters. I'm going to check that out. Yeah. Yeah. It's, de- it's definitely good. One last thing, because I need to wrap up here. I think we, we covered it before and I'm going to give you a chance to cover it again. Mm-hmm. What is your message? Horowitz are sturdy. My message. Weigh your heart on your sleeve and drop it here on me. This is a tough thing. <laughs> I was expecting <laughs> But honestly, as far as my message goes with my show, it's for entertainment. Honestly, at the end of the day, it's for entertainment. Mm-hmm. I have a real passion for what I do. I do it. All my episodes, you're going to laugh. You're going to cringe at some of the crazy things we say. <laughs> But, I mean, at the end of the day, I really have a strong passion for what I do. I really love what I do. I take my podcasting and I take my platform very, very serious. I'm, I have fun with it at the same time. Like, you don't have to be serious. All oh, yeah, da, 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 serious face, all that stuff. I take it serious, but I'm having a great time with it. And I just want, I think what it is, my, honestly, I guess my message could be just follow your dreams. Yep. If you want to be a podcaster, do it. If you want to be in a movie, do it. I mean, grab your phone and do it. You can, for with both of those, you can grab your phone and you can do it. And like, I hope my show helps people get through hard times. Just simply put it on for for laughter. That's my that's my big thing. Put it on for laughter. Put it on to hear about some cool horror stuff, and you know, go from there. I mean, if, if my podcast helped somebody, just one person, I feel like it's successful. Just yeah. one person. That's just. Help their day. Just one person, one day. Help their day. That's great. That's awesome for me. And I'm honored to have the show as far as, like, I get people reaching out to me now to be on my show. I get people reaching out to me as far as for interviews or just to come out and review a movie because of word of mouth. Because they've heard of me from other podcasters or other shows or people I've had on before. Or they just randomly listen to my podcast and they hear how I invite people on. And they're just like, Hey, I'm gonna come on your show, and it eventually works out, and I love it. I just love it. Like I said, it's a it's a huge, huge passion of mine, and it's something I don't ever see myself stopping, unless I lose that passion. Which that's ne- I don't think that's that's never gonna happen. That's never gonna happen because I again at the end of the day, it's just fun. Yeah. And I mean, real quick, I guess to wrap because I know you said you got to wrap up, but like I started this show just with some friends and family members just coming on the show recording with me. And now I'm recording with people around the world. So yeah, that yeah. right there is, to me, that's just powerful. Yeah, I hear you. And, you know, this is something I, I posted this morning. Because normally my wife and I, we record on Sunday mm-hmm. evenings. And then I edit on Monday and then I drop on Tuesday. You know, because I like to keep it fresh and topical. You know, and we didn't record yesterday. And not recording yesterday th- kind of threw my mood off 
because this is a, a catharsis for me. It mm-hmm. is a, it's kind of like a drug for me where I enjoy doing this so much when I'm missing it. I feel like I'm going through, you know, podcast withdrawal. <laughs> I know what you mean. You know, and I said, you know, we're not getting paid for this. We're not getting money or anything. You know, if, if anything, you know, someone will throw me a screen, you know, some screeners to watch for review or a, a DVD ends up in my mailbox. Mm-hmm. Those are all bonus. Oh, yeah. You know, my currency is having people to talk to and who communicate back and keeping great horror conversations and then decent human conversations going. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's a win. It's a lot of time, like you said. It's time-consuming and everything else. But when you go to, you know, a film festival, when you're, when you're invited to a film festival or a convention, that is all just gravy, you know? Oh, That's, yeah. And... Yeah, it's just it's just great. So, Aaron, I really appreciate you sitting down and talking with me, man. No problem, man. Anytime you want me to come on, just get in contact. You know how you can contact me. Yeah. Contact me, and we'll definitely do this again. And, I mean, for yeah. any of your fans, if you would like to hear my podcast, it's called Horror Search Dirty. I'm on YouTube. I'm on Facebook. I have a Facebook group and a Facebook page. My Facebook group is for anybody and everybody to share anything and everything horror related, including your own projects, podcasts, YouTube channels. As long as it's horror related movies, it's cool. Yep. I have a Facebook page. It's like a fan page. That's just to keep you guys updated. What's going on with horror. So 30. I have a Twitch channel. If you guys are into video games and watching people game, it's horror underscore with underscore sir underscore 30. And then if you ever want to be on my podcast, shoot me an email, horror with sir dot sturdy. Again, that's horror with sir dot sturdy at gmail.com. You don't have to be an actor, actress, or anything like that. You can just be a fan that just wants to review a movie, talk some horror. So, yeah, definitely contact me and keep listening to his podcast. He's an awesome guy. Great guy, great heart. Huge horror fan. Thank you so much. I greatly appreciate you for having me on your show, and I can't wait to record it again. Fantastic. Thank you. Thank you.